Welcome to Karate Cafe, your source for martial arts conversations since 2005. And now, here's your hosts, Paul Wilson and Dan Williams. Hello again, everybody. It's Paul here with another episode of Karate Cafe, first one of 2020. Off my center line, as always, is my good friend, Dan Williams. Dan, how are you? I am doing well. How are you? Just happy to be here, happy to get back in the studio, get the, the dust <laughs> blown off the, the massive Karate Cafe studio here. and um, That's right. Uh, you know, get the whoop. mats cleared off and cleaned. Get that, get that and disinfected because, whew, uh, Yeah. And somebody needs, to do, somebody needs to do something about the uh, the snacks in the green room. It's, um, it's, it's shameful. <laughs> it's, a, it's atrocious. It's atrocious. They've, they, they've, they've grown over. That's right. Well, yeah. Um, so... We've been we've been gone for a while. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. what have, what have you been doing? So, so literally and and figuratively. So you know uh, when when last <laughs> we met, uh, I was still up in Canada, uh, doing yes. my Canadian thing, uh, and uh, through a series of, of life events, uh, we had to come back down to Texas. So now I'm uh, back here in Texas. That's also one of the reasons why uh, there was uh, anyone who was following the uh, great uh, Karate Cafe 2019 Roadshow. And notice that I suddenly went dark uh, was because of said uh, life changes. So uh, we ended up having to come back down to Canada, uh, coming back down to Texas uh, from Canada uh, in the midst of the big Karate Cafe Roadshow 2019, uh, which uh, had some pretty good response, and I, I met some really great people. Um, and uh, now we're back down here, kind of wintering, quote unquote, uh, in Texas because it's you know nowhere near real actual winter for you know the rest of the world you know it's uh michigan has been a thing because i don't think i've seen the sun in what feels like five and a half years uh and i'll tell you what it it mentally starts to get to you you know oh yeah i mean i mean my time up in, in montreal I mean, we had sunny days and stuff like that, but yeah, you know, on days when it's gray and snowy and, and cold and, you know, the sun goes down at, you know, two in the afternoon, yeah, not, not a lot of fun. And, and, and just for, for weeks on end, you know what I mean? It's, it just feels like it's never ending. So that's... Yeah. And of course, in a socialist dystopia, we all have one heater. So, you know, that's <laughs> we're, kind of, we're kind of stuck there. Uh, but, but, you know, but for the summer, the summer, of course, was gorgeous. And that's when we, we hit the road for uh, the road show. And, you know, we just <clears throat> went around and, you know, we went around Gaspé and Quebec. And then we went over to Prince Edward Island and we went to uh, New Brunswick and Nova Scotia and uh, points in between. And so uh, as, as is my want, you know, I, I sent out the emails and I actually got a, a fairly good amount of response. Sometimes I would get response for after we'd already trucked through. You know, we didn't have a, a super, uh, there's really kind of only one road that kind of goes around uh, that area of Quebec, Gas Bay, and then down over into New Brunswick. So, so but uh, really there's not a, a, a ton of martial arts, you know, kind of out there in the hinterlands. Um, but I got some responses and uh, you know, sometimes it was after we'd already left. Uh, and again, it's summer as I'm finding out from the people in the, in the warmer climbs, when summer comes, like no one wants to be in a dojo and working out. Right. So, uh, you know, it was a lot of places that were, you know, closed for the summer, or, you know, on the summer break and, and that sort of thing. But um, uh, we, uh, we visited some people. We got a lot of people that um, there were some people, some people that actually just would come to the campground that I was at and just like 
oh. say hi. Uh, you know, some people invited me to the dojo. I did a little mini seminar for a school in New Brunswick. Super nice people. And then they invited us to stay over at their house another day. And we just parked our camper in the, uh, in the driveway. Uh, and then, you know, we just stayed there an extra day and hung out with them and, and lovely family and, and, and lovely school. So, you know, one of the, the things that, you know, we've always preached on this podcast and in general is, you know, we're all just dancing in our pajamas here. We're all kind of the same, you know, yep. and to be open and just let people come and train and, you know, be helpful and, you know, Hey, here's my town and enjoy my town, uh, is really heartening. And then, you know, having people invite you, uh, into the dojo and, and people that, you know, maybe you've, uh, seen on the internet, you've seen some of their videos and stuff, or, or you know, you have mutual friends and, yeah. uh, sometimes mutual close personal friends. And <laughs> you, you, you get to train with these guys and, you know, yeah, you get to, you know, work with them up close and, and see their process and see their students. And it's just, it's, it's a great time. And, uh, I really enjoy when I do get to visit people on the road show and, and when I've, you know, visited people, you know, on the way back. And in general, a lot of people have, um, mentioned that, uh, they think it's really interesting that I, I will come and, and, and just go into a dojo and train. Like it's, I'm not going in there and offering a death threat or anything. <laughs> it's, you know, You're not, it's, it's not a challenge. Yeah. It's just, you know, we're just going to work yeah. out, you know, and show me some stuff. Talk to me about your, your system, you know, and I get to learn stuff. And, you know, sometimes I can tell you, you know, the instructor is very like, this is what I'm teaching. And this is what I'm teaching. <laughs> yeah. And you, you know, can get a vibe for it almost right away. And, sure. uh, and, and not necessarily in a malicious way, but just kind of like, you right. know, you're just somebody who's coming in our dojo and whatever. So, you know, if they're, they're doing something and I, you know, I, I want to offer something, um, then, you know, if they ask, that's great. And, you know, I, I right. try to, whenever I have people who pop into my, my dojo, um, like for the, for the new year's class, uh, that we had, well, you know, the new year, uh, it's, it's our new year's class and our anniversary class. And so, uh, you know, I invited some people from, from other systems. Uh, you know, I gotta admit, okay, my, my Taekwondo brethren, you know, I, I, every one of you said no. Uh, well, one, <laughs> one, one person said yes, but then they had an allergy attack because this is Austin. Um, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was bad, man. Uh, let me tell you, coronavirus, pfft, let me tell you, see the, see the fever in Austin. Hey, no man, joke. knock on wood with that. So. Yeah, and, you know, I forgot, you know, and our heart goes out to our, our kung fu brethren that are, uh, you know, yeah, fighting that out there. no kidding. Um, but anyway, um, you know, I had people come in, you know, from, from different systems, and we just kind of, we just got in a circle, and we were started doing some basics, and, like, you know, when I would see sort of a, a, a different way of kicking, like with the way they're stancing, I'd stop and say, hey, why, why do you do that? Explain to us why we're doing that, you know, and then, you know, like, what's your favorite kick? Okay, let's try that kick, you know, that, that because that way we're all talking. And then that yeah. started the conversation with, uh, you know, some of, the, some of the people that, you know, maybe they've come to the, video, the uh, seminar or, you know, they've been to the dojo and trained, but, you know, they, they got back in that mindset of like, oh, we're all just talking about martial arts here, you know, so... Yeah. You know, they would ask questions, you know, why you do this? And and then a week later, I got an email from one of them who was just asking something about our system. And he's like, oh, I was just kind of wondering about that. And, and and that's what I think we should be doing. You know, it's it's it doesn't, you know, you, it, if someone's teaching something that's totally counter to your system, I can understand that, you know. and you know, but, but being able to spin that in such a way of going like, oh, well, this is how this applies to my training, I think is really right. important. I, I think so too. And, you know, something that, um, you, you had mentioned a little bit earlier, and I think 
that you're probably very good at this at at this point only because you've done it so often is when you get into those new situations or you meet somebody new um i would imagine that a lot of people's initial tendency is to be somewhat defensive right to assume that you're doing this to be critical or you're doing this because you sort of want to you've got something to prove to them. And um, the the thing that I've noticed is that when when you when you see something that let's even say to the further furthest extent you think they're doing wrong, right? Like let's say you're from very familiar with the system and you go, boy, that that just really doesn't look right to me. Really the I think the best approach is always to put it in a form of a question. And, and I've done this, you know, if, if you're in a class and you're dealing with a higher belt and they're teaching you something, for example, um, I've seen it play out both ways where the lower belt will say, no, that's, that's not the way you do this form. You're teaching me wrong. Right. And then, and then that causes just a, a, a battle. One, it causes a battle. Two, no matter who's right, one of you is embarrassed about it. <laughs> but if you phrase it in the form of a question like, hey, why do you do that kick that way? Or, gee, I thought that kick was this way and not that way. I guess I'm a little bit confused now. Right. As opposed to immediately jumping into you're right, I'm wrong. And now I'm immediately establishing some sort of conflict. So when you're open and you pose it as, as a question like, um, you know, humility is supposed to be a big part of the martial arts. So if you approach that with humility and say, well, I there's a good chance that I am wrong in my assumption. So I am going to approach it that way and go gee, that's a weird way to kick. Why do you, you know, gee, why do you point your toes when you kick? Aren't you going to break your toes? Yeah. No, that's actually a part of the art. And some people kick with their toes to hit pressure points. Oh, I guess I learned something today. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I visited a, a dojo in Montreal and <clears throat> a couple of dojos, it's kind of interesting. There were a couple of dojo in, in both in Montreal and, and other places in Canada that had been like, running for like 50 years you know like, wow. like the, you know the, the, the whoever established it and it's passed it down to like one or two maybe three generations of instructors after them and i thought that was wow. pretty impressive that like you know there's these uh you know uh people that like you know i'm training you know with a guy who's not you know he's not the grand poobah of the system he's just he was he started out as a white belt and now he has the dojo you know 20 years later he's carrying it on carrying cool. on the the system you know, and I and I ran into yeah. that a couple of times. Um, uh, one of our listeners, Glenn, who uh, hey Glenn, uh, you know, hey Glenn. In, in Nova Scotia, he invited me to come come train with him again winter break. So we just kind of trained in the park with some of his students and stuff like that. But you know, a really old dojo, and it's just martial artists being martial artists. They're not pretending to be, you know, a soke. You know, they're not changing the style. It's this is the dojo that we've had. That you know, same dojo name, same whatever for yep. for decades. You know, and it's, it's, so it was, it was refreshing to see, you know, someone who doesn't have to, uh, I was just talking to somebody the other day, we, we got a, a request for a, an interview from somebody 
and uh, it was actually from a PR company. And uh, this was a year or two ago. And uh, it was somebody who uh, had decided it was really important to uh, uh, merge uh, Aikido and yoga into a brand new system that no one has ever, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, and, and, you know, they trademarked it. And, you know, just all the, the round eyes mess everything up. Uh, uh -huh. I... And by the way, I, I visited my close personal friends, uh, Michael and Aaron of Karate Cafe a month or so ago down in, in San Antonio. And I, I said that, you know, eh, round eyes mess up everything. And Michael, as you know, is, is Vietnamese descent. <laughs> and my wife like, uh, took me under the table going, ah, what? what? It's, it's deprecating to me. Um, that, uh, right. That, that, I'm you know, insulting myself. Right. You know, so <laughs> someone has to, you know, take something that has been, you know, passed down from uh, a decade or two down to some student. And then this student thinks they have to, you know go some different way with it it's it's just nice seeing people very respectful of of what they've been taught and how yeah. it's been taught you know and keeping it going on um but anyway when, you know when you go into the place like that and they're just they're just kind of open and you know they uh, if they know me from the podcast they know me from from you know mm -hmm. the seminar or, that's kind of different you know they, they they kind of have a frame of reference but if i'm just rolling into their dojo like right uh, the fine folks in, in New Brunswick, uh, Romain Lossier and, and his students there at, uh, in, um, in New Brunswick, they, you know, I just sent the thing and he said, yeah, we'd love to have, uh, you know, some kind of seminar. And we tried to do a weekend thing, but uh, we couldn't make our schedule work. And so we just went to their class one night and did like a three hour session. And, and they were like a, uh, Chitoru, uh, Shotokan sort of mix along the way. And um, lots of competition going on in like New Brunswick and uh, Nova and, and Canada in general. Very a lot of competition going on out there. Uh, but anyway, super nice folks, and they were just you know asking me and just do whatever. They said like just teach whatever you want, and I'm like, no, what do you want to know, man? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and because uh, I, I was dealing like you know he was he's, he was like a, a godon or something I think, and like his instructor was there who was like a sixth or a seventh. Oh geez, and yeah, there was uh, it was the pressure was on me, especially when I found out. I was out gonna say was going no, on. no pressure at all. And then on top of that, I was also, uh, you know, it's New Brunswick, but it's in, uh, um, in sort of the Acadian area, so people spoke a lot of French. I was uh, gonna say, were you teaching in French? I, it, no, no, I wasn't. Um, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, I tried to do the little bit of French that I had, but it quickly mm -hmm. went out. So, and you know how much I like to talk, everybody, right? Right. So, <laughs> you know. So some of the stuff I was making jokes and stuff like that, and it just the, the room it was a tough room because you know bilingual, yeah. but you know so there were some translations, but you know a punch is a punch and a block is a block, right? And so right. you know that's pretty straightforward. And so we 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 did some applications and stuff like that, but uh, everyone was super like you know just taking it in, and it's not like I was teaching you know the death touch or anything that was super awesome. It was just a different way of looking, you know of applying well, the, the same thing and they're super yeah. open to it, you know, and, and they weren't uncomfortable at all. They weren't, you know, they, they asked questions. They didn't laugh. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, they may have laughed later, but, uh, <laughs> again, well, let, go ahead. I think that's, that, that too is the other, uh, uh, assumption is that when it's, it's this idea of, Hey, somebody's going to come and do a seminar and, uh, I am, I am going to be able to apply a hundred percent of what they teach me to what I'm doing. And I think that's a, a pretty unfair expectation. Uh, I, I would think if, um, you know, it makes me think, uh, 
I think Kent Nelson was was in uh, Austin, wasn't he? Not too long ago, something like that. Well, no, it was just somebody posted a, a video. Oh, oh okay. I'm sorry, I was confused. But my point is, is that even if you go to a seminar uh, and the the seminar is based around a a dramatically different style, you know, um, like if you were to go to a, a, a jujitsu seminar or something like that. You really, sh you should be able, unless it's just the worst seminar you've ever been to, there should be some nuggets in there that you can then take out and go, gee, you know, they talked about how uh, if, uh, if you push somebody away, then that means, well, I think it's, I think it's jujitsu. I'm not sure you push somebody away. If, if you want to get room to attack them and you pull somebody closer, if you want to defend and th then you start to go, well, wait, that's, that's kind of an interesting concept, right? So the concept really is, is that if, if, if the range of their, if the optimal range of their weapons are not where my head is, then that is good if I'm being defensive. Um, and like I say, you should just be open enough to be able to really apply any martial arts seminar to something that you're doing, to some, some context to the art that you're in. Uh, and I think that that's that kind of openness to say, well, hey, come and, come and teach us whatever you, you're, you wanna teach us. And I'm sure we'll be able to glean something of that. Uh, I've had a lot of martial artists from a lot of different schools. One of the things they really like about the Wing Chun system is the um, the the chi sao or the rolling hands. Uh, and in fact, I I have been able to use that in a lot of ways because you can use that technique as uh, Instead of, uh, you know, in the one steps where one person punches and the other person performs the technique. I am you familiar can, with that. Yeah, right? You can use the rolling hands to essentially establish your entry, right? So you have a, I guess what I would call a dynamic entry as opposed to a static entry. And it just, it gives you a different feeling to the technique and the practice. So again, that's applying something that might be vastly different from your day-to-day -day practice to what you're doing. And if you go, gee, I can, hey, let's, let's try this with a more dynamic entry and not just say, I'm going to stand back and punch at you. Say, hey, we're going we're gonna to start in motion. And at some point I will execute and you will respond. And that just, like I say, gives a different feel for the technique. Now, are, is that person going to go and, and, and learn Chi Sao and know all the techniques of Wing Chun and do all that stuff? Uh, no, um, but that's kind of not the point. In fact, you and I had just been talking about um, using a, a wooden dummy uh, for kind of any kind of martial arts. You can, you can apply the tool, the training tool that is the wooden dummy and really put just about any martial art on, I should say any striking martial art on, on top of that tool 
no different than, you know, bag work or something like that. I, 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 I feel like shutting that stuff off from yourself is sort of like saying offhandedly, well, I'll never use a heavy bag. So what's the point in having one? Like, well, maybe you should figure out what the tool is for and maybe you can apply it and, and maybe it would work. Uh, you know, like a speed bag is the same thing. It's, it's, it's kind of a, a moving, uh, what is it? Uh, Makawara board, right? So I don't know. I, I think it's good. And I think it's important that, that people expose themselves to other martial arts. Um, at least, at least when you get six months to a year under your belt, uh, I, I can understand wanting to be focused on the one that you're training in for, for a while, but I don't know. I would just get bored for my sake. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that's part of the, uh, the joy of, you know, being a, you know, a real martial artist is like, you know, we've talked about, uh, in the past of, of, you know, feeding yourself rather than being fed as, as, as going mm-hmm. and, and training and stuff and like, Oh, that's how that yeah. relates to that. And that's a little more, uh-huh. uh, you know, efficient or that's a little more thin or mm-hmm. that kind of informs what's going on over here. Oh, okay. That, mm-hmm. that dovetails nicely. Okay. I'm going to, you know, whoop, I'm going to, I'm going to borrow that. That's mine now. Uh, you yep. know, and, and being open to getting that, you know, as an instructor, having someone coming in to your, um, School, and we've said this on the show uh, previously. You know, you, you shouldn't be afraid as an instructor. You should be completely sound in your, you know, yeah. If someone rolls Confident. into your school, as and it is, and, you know, at an instructor level or you know, whatever, who it doesn't matter who it is, and, and comes in and trains, you should be comfortable enough with how you have represented your system that you're not worried about someone's going to like snack your students, and someone's you know going to come in and like make you look bad. You know, I mean, at our, at our New Year's class, like I say, we were doing kicks, and they're you know they were like spin kicks and stuff. These big, we don't do high kicks, we don't do spin kicks. Uh, right. You know, and that's so, a really good example. And I, you know, I look goofy doing it. You know, it's it's, it's hard to say yeah. that you know, yeah. You, you, the instructor, I'm, there are instructors out there who know everything and can do everything, and you know, yeah, you. Uh, but I'm not that guy, right? And uh, but I, I feel like. You know, my students also appreciate the fact that they understand that I'm also a student and I'm still working on stuff and I'm still trying to, to learn things. So, you know, well, and I think that too comes back to, um, being, being honest with your students and to some degree, your customers about the product that you're selling. And if, if you've, uh, presented your product as something that is the end all be all fighting system and someone comes in and whoops your ass, then yeah, you should be worried about that. If, if you've accurately represented what it is you're selling, um, then if someone comes in and is selling something different, then you don't have anything to worry about because your customers don't want what they're selling. They want what you're selling. And if they wanted what they were selling, then they, they are going to leave anyway. So I, I really think that it's important to just, to just be really clear about what your students are getting. And honestly, it is a product, right? It's, it's a product like a gym membership. It's, it's a product like um, being a personal trainer. It's, 
it's it's all of those things and i think that you can be confident in in what you're teaching and what you're selling just by being honest uh because that way really nobody nobody can come in and i i, I guess if 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 what you're selling is hey this is great exercise you're going to learn some degree of self-defense uh we have an open and friendly community uh and i don't know we do we do events so you'll get sort of social inclusion and you know all of the reasons that somebody wants to go to a martial arts class uh and yeah i guess if somebody comes along and does all of those things better then it's time to be afraid but <laughs> if if you're if if you're selling all of those things and somebody comes in and says well i can kick your ass uh and you as the instructor can say nah, probably and your students go yeah dude that guy's a jerk <laughs> that's that's probably more in line with with really where you want to be uh because it just it i don't know it, it shouldn't matter um, and I, I think that there's this disconnect that people think that uh, uh, old school kung fu, where one kung fu instructor comes and challenges the other kung fu instructor, and when they get beat, all of their students move from one school to the other, and now, you know, now the old master has to go to the mountains and learn a super secret technique to come back and defeat the other master and get all the students back. That's just insanity. <laughs> but there's, but there's a culture of that, you know, there's a culture of that, that I don't think that we can really get away from. Uh, it's mm -hmm. in all the movies and it's just yeah. part of the tradition of the thing. But yeah. Yeah, speaking uh, of, speaking of culture, one of the things that I, I, I kind of noticed and, um, uh, I've touched on it on, on some posts and stuff like that about um, the context of, of your training, kind of informing mm -hmm. the culture. Mm -hmm. Like, so like, you know, I mean, like, so the, the context of training, uh, you know, in Canada was in my head different because it, 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 being in Texas, you know, it, we all have guns. Everyone's, I've got like six guns, like laying around right here and, and you know, uh, and <laughs> of guns, 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 right. And then, but in, in Canada, no, you know, there's right. You know, not just every uh, Marcel, you know, Guy and Ethan have uh, a gun. So um, the it's so to me the context is different. It's like there's you're far more likely to have a a hand to hand altercation. You're far more likely to have maybe people shouting and then do like a verbal de escalation than mm -hmm. uh, than than maybe fighting. So. Uh, you know, and then like a, a, when I was there and, you know, winter came, you know, the, the context of my training was, it was like, wow, I've got all these like big coats on and gloves and scarves and, ah. and, you know, I've got ice on the ground. And so I, when I was there training, I was trying to think about, you know, when I would do moves, uh, either doing it in kata or doing it just, you know, anything, footwork drills, anything. And you know, I was starting to put a head on like, oh, well, you know. That's good for, well, I, I was walking on the ice one day and I slipped and I did something that I do in class, you know, whatever, and got my, got my balance back or whatever. I was on the ice, you know, mm -hmm. doing, uh, well, I, I was, they built a, an ice rink right across the street from the apartment and because that's what they do. 
And, you know, we uh, went over there and we were playing like pickup games of, of hockey, but I didn't have skates. I don't know how to skate. And so, you know, keeping my balance on the ice while, while moving and being active all came back down to footwear, footwork and uh, keep my core and keep my head above my butt. Like we always, yep. like we talk about in our class and, um, and I was playing goalie and I was, I was blocking shots with the stick doing like, and you know, like we do blocks with right staff right with Bo and you know and, and or you know catching and uh, checking people into the board and you know then like well hey I could kind of do this move and you know destroy their stance and <laughs> you know whatever and, and so you know, I I was constantly like taking stuff and going like ooh that'd be a good weapon of defense and like oh hey there's a good you know that and so that, that whole context of, of kind of informed the uh, the culture of the class that I was uh, help teaching as part of somebody else's class, I was teaching kind of off to the side, just a couple of students. And so some of that culture, when I would, would talk about stuff and when it uh, dealt with, you know, uh, moving in and doing grappling and stuff like that, like, you know, that was one of the things that we were talking about. One of the guys, he did some jujitsu and he was talking about going to the ground and, you know, sweeping somebody or whatever. I'm like, well, if you're both on ice and it's all snowy, like if you sweep somebody, you're both going to go down. You know, mm-hmm. if they grab you, you're going down, which, I mean, if you, if you grapple, then yay, you know, that's, you know, where you want to be anyway. And, you know, 90% right. of those will go to the ground anyway, if you, if you, right. if you believe the, the hype. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, but if I don't want to go to the ground, but I want to use that technique, you know, do I want to make that as part of the, the toolbox that I'm teaching in this class? So anyway, so that, that was kind of the, the uh, another form of culture of like, you know, you know, yeah, people aren't gonna. You know, I didn't have a whole lot of people invite me to their to their class, um, and uh, the people that I was was training with, they were Wadaru people, and they're like, yeah, you know, I mean, there's a lot of competition, and there's a lot of uh, uh, there's a lot of people who are competitively focused, so mm-hmm. they don't necessarily want someone new coming into their thing because you know people will take students or, or people will leave, you know, and wow. yeah, it's it's just. It's a it's a weird hype, but I I found uh, way more people that were interested. Uh, there's a guy in my apartment. I can't believe I can't. I don't know if we talked about this when when I was there. And you know he did jujitsu and he lived a couple of floors up from me. And the way I know is because I saw his kimono drying on on the uh, the balcony. And I looked up and I said, ah. "Someone does martial arts up there." So, um, <laughs> and you know, so so we talked about it. And um, yeah. From from a, from a martial arts standpoint of of moving around and doing stuff, being there, and being here, you know there there was a cultural difference, um, and but About, it was also a subtle yeah. cult, cultural difference. Like people were very open, and, and uh, Robert, one uh, um, one of our listeners, uh, who I hope is listening now. Hey, Robert, um, Kyokushin guy invited me to his dojo. His instructor was very nice. Uh, I think I talked about him before, uh, and you know then they introduced me to people that were also very nice, you know? So it was just, it was kind of a thing where, you know, when it's what, not what you know, it's who, you know, kind of deal. And mm-hmm. then you start talking to people, but, um, you know, just going in and, you know, knocking on a door and walking into a dojo. I don't think I'd ever do that. I mean, I'd, I'd walk in and say hi, but I don't think I'd just walk in and invite myself to train. Uh, but, but also being open of, you know, I went to one that was around the, uh, around the corner from my house Again, they'd been there for like 50 years. They were in the YMCA. And the guy was really nice. I put on a white belt. You know, I didn't, uh, he didn't quite understand what was going on. He, he thought I was somebody looking for classes. He didn't understand I was just a guy uh, wanting to come train. Um, yeah. But 
because he was like, oh, you look like you trained before. And I was like, you clearly didn't read my email. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and now he actually joined, ended up joining the, uh, the Facebook group uh, a oh, while cool. back. Uh, but a super nice guy. Uh, you know, again, he'd taken, gotten the dojo from a guy who got it from a guy who got it from a guy. Uh, mm-hmm. They had some, um, uh, uh, some concepts for striking and stuff that were different than, than ours. It's like oh. the same thing, like, like doing a back fist. The way they do it is counter than the way I've, I've always heard it. Uh, you know, and I was like, oh, okay, I could see that. And I was trying to make it work. And that's when my shoulders started acting up. Uh, and, mm. you know, so like I, when I, they were really bad. And so if I did a back fist against a heavy bag, it freaking really hurt. So I didn't Ooh. do it quite as hard. But, but the mechanics of it, or in the back of my head, and I'd always kind of try them. Yeah. So, so now my shoulders are a little bit better, and I'm doing the bag work, and I'm, I'm I'm kind of incorporating a little bit of that theory in there to kind of compare and contrast how I feel that's going on. And you know, it's it's I'm uh, the system was different enough where I I didn't really find it appealing to co-train with them. I probably would have you know if we go back there, I'll probably pop in and train with them every now and again. But you know, it, it, it you know it's still karate, it's still you know no kind one step, yeah. but they just do something a little bit different. And now I have that in my my tool set, and that's what well, I'm running. And it, it it's funny because as you were talking, one of the things I was thinking about is that if you if you consider it in terms of us and them, right? So it's really all about how you define us and them. Because if if the us is uh, my school, uh, if the us is my style. If the us is uh, Okinawan karate, or uh, you know, and 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 I would strongly advocate that the us should be those who practice martial arts, um, because when you when you realize how how tiny it, it, it's a pretty small community, you know, uh, when you look at the general population, and so if you say, look, the the us is really um, anybody doing martial arts, just like you said, you saw the gi hanging on the guy's balcony and you were like, cool. Right. <laughs> and you thought cool, not because you were thinking, Hey, that guy does my very specific style of karate, but you thought cool, that guy's into martial arts too. Um, and so for me, I guess, whether you're talking about a seminar from another martial artist or if you do Tai Chi, but you enjoy watching boxing, um, the, the us should be more inclusive and not less. So if somebody says, hey, I, you know, I would like to, to come to your dojo and do a seminar on uh Aikido or Tai Chi, or like I say, a Krav Maga, something that is drastically different than what you teach. I mean, it, like I say, you, you would, if they're a part of your us, then you see it as an opportunity. You see it as an opportunity to go, Hey, my students more than more, more importantly than being my students, more than more importantly than being students of my martial arts are, are my specific system are students of the martial arts. These, these are the kinds of things that interest my students. Therefore, they might be interested in a seminar on Tai Chi or Krav Maga or something like that. And hey, let's all learn. And yeah, there is that business aspect of, gee, 
if my student goes into this Krav Maga seminar and like totally and completely falls in love with what they're doing to some degree, right? Like, do you, is that what you want to prevent from happening? You want to, you want to prevent one of your students, one of supposedly the, the people that you care about pursuing something that they find interesting. Like you don't want to be, you don't want to be that guy either. So I don't know. Like I say, I I think having a a more inclusive idea of what us is, um, is, is really better for everybody. It's better for your martial arts. It's better for your learning. Um, and yeah, there, there obviously is still going to be a us of my school and my style because that's what you're focused on, but not, not to the exclusion of, it shouldn't be to the exclusion of everything else. So, yeah. No, no, absolutely. The, uh, and so also, uh, speaking of, of culture, we've, uh, our culture on the Karate Cafe, uh, Facebook board, like we've had, you know, like I said, since I had to break off the road show and come back and, it, you know, it took me a while to kind of get back up to speed and whatnot, but we've had people joining the board and, you know, we still have people I know. discovering the podcast, strangely enough, you know, <laughs> it's and, pretty cool. and, and thank you. Uh, you know, awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, it's and, amazing. Yeah, you know, and uh, it actually it's kind of funny. One of my students about, I don't know, four or five months ago finally got around <laughs> and she's like, she's like, I started listening to the show and I'm like, well, you know, you've got, and I tons of them. Anyway, and so she, she <laughs> you messaged, got many, many hours of Yeah, and so she, you. She, she, you know, for good or ill, you know, what, how yeah. do you want to, you know, but, uh, but it's awesome that to know that, you know, we're still, even, we still got some momentum going and that's, and that's fantastic. The, yeah. uh, and, and all the people who have joined, thank you very much and, and, and started committing, just today, as a matter of fact, I posted some stuff because I need to kind of get back, uh, getting that, mm-hmm. uh, that momentum up. Uh, and, and as ever, uh, you know, if you guys have any topics you want us to talk about, you have anybody that we probably shouldn't be interviewing, you know, uh, let us know, you know, you can message yeah. us or tweet us or Facebook us or, or email us, you know, or, or, or whatever. And I mean, we'll, we'll wax poetic on all kinds of stuff that we don't know about. <laughs> We're not scared. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and I don't know about you, Paul, but I, I think one of the, one of the nicest things about the the show is that it's it, it it's evergreen right or it has a, more of a tendency to be and that if you listen to a show from wow 10 years ago now um most of that if not all of it is going to still apply today uh and you know if you if you do a news show or an mma show or something like that a lot of that stuff just isn't relevant anymore but you know, none of this stuff is going to change. Um, and even if you in the future start training in VR, uh, you still have to make a decision about, hey, are you going to do the the VR seminar uh, in a martial art that you're not familiar with? So <laughs> you're still going to face these choices in the future. Uh, and you've the, the back catalog is is always uh, worth listening to, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's <clears throat> when you know, I, I've seen, uh, I also, one of the things that I've done is I, I joined a bunch of uh, martial arts, and a lot of the people that I've encountered up in Canada, not a lot, several, uh, and, you know, now there's, you know, thanks to my close personal friend, Ian Abernathy, and, and others, <laughs> they've, you know, the practical karate and, and, and a return to sort of, you know, the 
the the roots, as it were, of of, of what karate you know was. Uh, again, before the round, I screwed everything up. Um, <laughs> was you know kind of interesting because you know so I joined these boards and I talked with people who were very very excited about you know about doing it and and I posted a thing the other day about uh, some people that I know and and I respect and trust and, and like you know like I like the work they're doing you know got a little too you know militant about it and so I brought up that whole you know the the Marshall Evangelism podcast that we did mm-hmm. you know and I was like you know you don't want to be that guy man you know you, no. you know you were. You were the guy who was preaching the other thing before you were preaching this. Yep. So, you know, you got to kind of do me a couple a little bit and just, you know. Uh, and, and as I said earlier, there's some, you know, part of this whole thing is supposed to be humility. And right. So and, it, and, and, and I pointed back. So, but I, but luckily I have this, you know, uh, you know, these bullets in my, my belt of all these podcasts that we've been doing for, you know, mm-hmm. 14 years or however long it's been, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, you know, like, well, we did an episode on that, you know, like, whatever, this is. we did an episode on that, you know, like, oh, you know, well, we did an episode, oh, you know, we talked to a guy about this, you know, and it sounds yeah. like it's, it, it's not, you know, whether or not it's just our opinion or whether we were lucky enough to have somebody to get interviewed about or, mm-hmm. you know, just, just, you know, talk about it in general. It's like, you know, hey, look, you know, like, well, this is this thing that we've noticed, you know, 10 years ago that we talked yeah. about. And, and here's an old podcast to think about it. You know, yeah, <laughs> and don't you know? It's, it's it's not we're right, not we're wrong. Just think about it. You know, right? So, and you know, it's like people people don't change a whole lot, uh, no. and they've That's they've it. all got their prejudices and their assumptions. And well, you know, in you martial know, arts, you know, I was talking to somebody, and then they were they were getting ready to start their school, and mm-hmm. you know, they were really excited about it, and they were had all these plans that they had hatched for their ranking system and. You know how they were going to do this and how they were going to do that. And they were going to make everything was going to be better their way. Well, yeah, well, yeah, and, but you know, well, no. One of the yeah. things that they were thinking when they were, when they were saying it was, all I was thinking was like, yeah, I tried that, it didn't work. And I was like, <laughs> and like, yeah, I know somebody who did that, it didn't work. And, uh, yeah, and 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 not not poo pooing their efforts, but just right. go, kind of go like, you're not, you're just reinventing yeah. the wheel, dude. You're not, you yeah. know. And, and and I'm sure we all do it, you know, but it's, you know, that kind of yeah. is like, I've got this thing and it's going to be the greatest thing ever. And I don't want to look anywhere outside of this because I'm sure I'm the only person who's, no, just, you know, as we've said before, the body only moves so many ways. Every, mm-hmm. you know, there's only so many ways to do karate. And there's so many business models. There's so many, you know, so, you know, when somebody who is, I, maybe I would call myself not a senior martial artist, but maybe a mid-level martial artist. Um, <laughs> It's like, you know, I've seen some stuff, you know, and that might work. Yeah. But get ready for some heartbreak, you know, kind of thing. And, and, and we, well, we can like, well, we talked about it on this show. We talked about it on that show. We talked mm-hmm. to, you know, and that way it's, I'm kind of like, my, it's my hands off of, I'm not telling you you're wrong. I'm not telling you it's going to blow up in your face. I'm not going to tell you it's going to succeed. I am going to tell you, we, we talked about this 10 years ago. Hey, go, go get a listen because there'll be some resources there. You know, so yeah. Well, and it's tough too. It's sort of like if if somebody came to you and said they 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 wanted to start a comic book store, because that is their passion and and that's what they love to do. And it's like, well, you don't want to go. Gee, in today's world, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's going to work. That's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you don't want to destroy their dream. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, you might want to put a bug in their ear to say, have you drawn up a, like a business plan and have you done your demographic research to make sure that, y- yeah. you know, you're not, uh, trying to 
create a comic book store in a retirement community in Florida. <laughs> well, you know, that's <laughs> one of the things that like, my wife uh, often says about uh, the podcast. This very mm-hmm. podcast that you're listening to right now, uh, you know, about like trying to monetize it and, you know, do whatever right. or monetize doing the seminars and stuff like that and go, yeah, I'd love mm-hmm. to, you know, but, yeah. but I don't really have the time to do it. Uh, and yeah. you know, as many times as I said, like, you know, Hey, don't buy that cup of coffee, send that money to Karate Cafe so we can, you know, yeah. pay some bills around here and stuff like that. Uh, you know, there are people who make money off a of podcast. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. You know, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, you know, what do they do to, to do it? I don't know. You know, same thing with the seminars. Like, how do I get people to, you know, the, the stuff that I want to do, not only yeah. are there big, big people who are already in the space who can do it for a living, like my close personal friend, Ian Abernathy or Jason Camp or, you know, these guys, they're, they're already there and they've got the time to do it. They've got the focus to do it and they've done it. So like yeah. for me to do seminars is like, you know, people got to kind of want it. You know, and I got to figure out a way to sell it and, and work on it a little bit. And, well, and I think um, um, there's a really good book called The Tipping Point, um, mm-hmm. where they talk a lot about the the, the vast gap between uh, something that d- doesn't take off and something that does. And the one thing that they attributed a lot of it to was what they call the X factor, which in all honesty, it's like sometimes you just get lucky. Now, you have to follow that luck with hard work and a good product, but you can have hard work and a good product and still not push that thing across the tipping point. Um, So a lot of it's luck. You know, a lot of people nowadays, especially the young folk, they see people making a lot of money off of YouTube videos. And Mm. what they don't realize is that they are seeing the top zero, zero, one, like 0.001% of the videos that are presented to you on YouTube are the ones that actually make any money at all. Yeah. The rest are just like some guy sitting in his car or something, you know, ranting at the camera. You know, yep. or, or and I know, in fact, a, a, a friend of mine, uh, he amazingly could afford to quit work for a year and he streamed on Twitch like all day, every day. Uh, he did Bitcoin and cryptocurrency stuff and he really never got over like 15 or 20 concurrent viewers on his stream. Um, and he was committed full time. He's a smart dude. He was entertaining. I watched him, but you know, (laughs) sometimes none of that stuff matters. Uh, so unfortunately, oftentimes you got to get a real job. All right. Right. Yeah. And, and so getting all that stuff off the ground is, is, it's tough. It's, it's, it's tough. It's daunting. And and there've been, uh, actually, you know, in the, you know, months and, you know, probably the all is in Canada, but you know, like while we were, you know, off, off the air as it were uh you know there's there's some good other martial art podcasts out there who you know like they'll, they'll score interviews i'm like damn why couldn't we get that person i know, you know? He's, like, he's like you know i'm or why didn't i think to get that person or or, yeah. or you know um yeah like i've been chasing uh, i'm sure many of you people know about uh that i've been trying to chase down the the people doing karate uh cobra kai right right I'm, I'm like this is this is a seminal uh, or, you know, Karate Kid was, for many of our listeners, the reason why they got into martial arts or the the vehicle mm-hmm. that got them into martial arts. And, and, like, I ping these guys, I don't know how many times, and no one will respond to me on, you know. Anywhere. 
you know, uh, of, of yeah. you know, not even go to hell, you know. I, other, yeah. We did have somebody who's on the podcast, his name I won't mention, uh, message, uh, not on the podcast, but on the boards, who messaged me and said, like, oh, try this person because they used to be, like, the manager of Elf Machio or something. I was like, oh, cool, you know, and I met right. him, and it just went in the ether, you know. Yep. Or, uh, you know, like, I've been trying to get Willie Nelson on the show for a long time because, you know, he's supposed to an eighth degree in, in Taekwondo, supposedly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. and, yeah, anyway, but you know it's tough you know it's tough but it's like there's these people who started these podcasts you know not the oldest martial arts podcast like the one you're listening to but these young whippersnappers (laughs) and they're scoring like uh you know good like i've been pinging on robert downey jr you know for oh man uh, you know yeah i'm trying to get on and he went on joe rogan's podcast and rogan has been podcasting as long as we have yeah and, and even Joe Rogan didn't come on my podcast when he came to Austin. He went over and talked to Alex Jones. Woo-hoo. Oh, uh, come yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, it, it's it's pure, you know, like yep. trying to get people in, you know, if, if do I have a better way of doing it? Clearly not. You know, maybe somebody does. I don't know. Maybe well, people are more tenacious. I don't know what the deal is. But um, yeah. anyway, I just, just building in that sort of uh, uh, culture of, of, of making things going on and making things happen and stuff like that. You know, it's... It's something that we're 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 trying to get better. So if any of you guys listening, and by guys I mean that in the colloquial sense, not in the the, the, not, the not gender the, neutral sense. Yes, in the gender neutral. Uh, you know, let me know if you got if you if you have an in with somebody that's that's good to to uh, interview or some topics to plan. Absolutely, let us know. Yeah. We would love to not have to think about that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, and I think you know to kind of I, I guess put a bow on a lot of that. Um, the, the thing that people should probably recognize with the martial arts is that if, if you're genuinely looking for a financial return on your investment, it's probably not there. Um, (laughs) I I mean, even if, even if you want to be a, a fighter and you're in an MMA gym and you're determined I mean, all you have to do is is uh, watch the the TV show. The I think it's Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, watch the Ultimate TV show and Ultimate TV show, Ultimate Fighter, and notice how how many of those guys make it through because it's only one of them, right? So there's going to be a lot of people that are disappointed and go home with no money and having spent a tremendous amount of time and effort on their martial arts and probably what they're going to end up doing is uh open up a struggling martial arts gym (laughs) and teach mma uh so you know uh i I think that i i don't i would hate to crush anybody's dreams of hey i'm gonna grow up and i'm gonna have a school just like my instructor um you know, it's, I, 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 I would have a, I would have a backup plan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was a, a movie we watched that came out recently, kind of a smaller, low budget one. It was called fighting with my family mm-hmm. and it was about wrestling. It was about this, it was ba- based on a true oh. story, uh, oh. on, uh, about a WWE, you know, uh, ah. Thing. Anyway, but yeah, I think I've seen they're, that. Yeah, they're from England, and yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Nick Frost is in it, and yeah. um Anyway, I think I saw that on Hulu. It was really good. So, but like at the end, uh, you know, towards the end, you know, the whole thing it was like it was a brother and sister, and the sister got picked up to go do the WWE, and the brother did not, even though he was, you know, 
probably the better wrestler and you know da 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 and so mm-hmm. he you know was struggling with this whole thing of like she got to go do this and got to go to Miami and yada 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 and he was you know stuck back in England and you know teaching this wrestling class mm. you know and you know someone <clears throat> you know the, the the joy I guess or whatever someone had to point out to him was, was, was like you know you're making far more of a difference teaching this little low rent class you yeah. know and keeping kids out of drugs and keeping them on the streets and teaching them something and da 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 then you would be doing yeah you know quote unquote influencing you know you're you're, you're a dime you know not a dime a dozen but you know you're, you come and you go right so yep. you know and and so that whole movie for whatever its merits or you know demerits or whatever that was like the message that you know kind of resonated with me you know of like you know because like when i came back to austin and you know got back perspective my, right you know yeah i got back i got back to training and got back to my dojo and my students and stuff like that and you know, I'd lost a couple when I left because I wanted to, uh, you know, do whatever. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my senior students kept everything going and, you know, they they still just, you know, five or six people and, you know, they were doing their thing and they, they were training and taking care of their training and they were keeping the dojo going and, you know, paying the rent and blah, blah, blah. blah. And, uh, you know, it, after I got my head back above water from the, from the, the, the life troubles and stuff like that, yeah, I kind of started thinking, about it. I was like, wow, I really appreciate having yeah. this you know that, that i have yeah. fostered this sort of culture and yep. I, i've created this kind of students and you know that they've they're teaching things the way a i think they should be teaching but they're teaching them thoughtfully they're thinking about it they're trying things they're doing stuff you know the, and uh the so the students there were a couple of students that that came uh while i was gone and so i had just met them for the first time right and oh, right uh, and so <laughs> you know, and they're like this is your sensei by the way <laughs> <laughs> and and I was like, wow, you know, these guys, they're doing this well, you know. And that so, is really cool. So, and, and you know, so flash forward, you know, now a month or two down the line, you know, right. I'm home and I'm I'm doing stuff and there's, there's stuff I want to do and my kind of my, my stuff's percolating again and I'm, I'm yeah. thinking about stuff. And and uh, so like last night, even though I had, you know, only had like four or five students, I had someone trying it out, but there was some stuff I was trying out and there were some people teaching some stuff and there were some guys doing some bag work and and like so there was a whole kind of synergy thing going and then we wrapped it up we did some sparring at the end and i was like man that's a really good class i really enjoyed that class because it was really <laughs> like things were clicking and you know people were doing yeah. stuff and and granted yep. i didn't get a big huge workout but yep. you know i i ran my class in a, in a way that felt really good you know yeah. and so and so that was my payoff that was you know the right you know i don't have 40 students but i've got you know right four really good ones and, uh, and, and your your eyes are wide open because uh, I mean at, at this point, yes, potentially if you quit your job and pumped this full time and maybe moved to an area that had a higher demand or a larger population or essentially reconfiguring your life uh, to point everything towards. Uh, doing, uh, you know, having a dojo that can support you full time, maybe, right? It'd be a risk. Maybe, maybe you could get away with that. Um, but just sort of knowing the reality of, hey, man, this is my payoff. The reason I'm doing this is that if I've only got four or five students, if I only end up breaking even, um, then, then I've won because my payoff is knowing that I'm, I'm making these people's lives better. And I think too, 
that that sort of mentality also reorients your relationship to your students. Um, because instead of focusing on they are customers that I have to make sure I make happy, um, they are students that you want to teach. Uh, and if somebody's being a jerk, you don't have any problem saying, hey, you know, I don't think this is the right school for you. Uh, because, you know, it's not like that income going away is going to make that dramatic a difference in your life because that's <laughs> not why you're doing it, you know? Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's all about alignment of goals, in my opinion. <laughs> I guess so. And then, yeah, alignment of goals, setting expectations, yeah. Uh, yep. Well, yep. I think that's a good place to put this, uh, uh, you know, epic hour. Man, of, we can uh, talk, dude. Yeah, we can about a whole lot of nothing. Um, that's right. But hopefully we'll be talking about some more things uh, in the future. Again, uh, topics, comments, questions, concerns, send them to uh, the Facebook page or email them and we'll talk about them. Uh, keep the questions coming uh, and the tweets and whatnot. Uh, we will endeavor to persevere and get back on our feet and get the quality content you've come to expect from the Internet's oldest martial arts podcast if not the first one uh dan always a pleasure talking to you always a pleasure paul and we will talk to you all again very soon thanks for listening to another episode of karate cafe you can join the conversation by emailing us at karatecafe at gmail.com. Call our comment line at 469-844-5791 or log into the forum at karatecafe.com. Remember, you can support the show by visiting our sponsor, piranagear.com, or shopping at Amazon through our link, karatecafe.com slash Amazon, or donate at karatecafe.com. I'm Steve Henderson, proud supporter and voice talent for Karate Cafe. If you or someone you know needs an effective voice for a film, television, radio, or new media web project, contact me at stevehendersonvoiceovers at gmail.com or call me at 404-314-8400. Once again, thanks for listening to Karate Cafe.